Oh, this is just a glimpse into this teaching, okay? <laughs> gospel of the Stars is a big teaching. I could spend the whole morning on just on the Gospel of the Stars. So this is an introduction to that because this takes us to the end of the month of Elul. The last five days of creation. We're going to stick on day four right now with God. Did he just create the universe? Because, you know, out in the world, you know, most anybody of a higher significant science now would never claim that this big bang and all this other craziness that you always get to this place of going well you still get what happened before the bang it always <laughs> it takes you to this place where you got to say you've got to resolve these things in your mind so without god it's just an impossibility there is you know it's a foolish thing to say there is no god it's just talking about sucking stupid that's that's stubborn and stupid that's one mm, step that's past worse. stupid yeah, yeah. so because it's obvious. But because we're going through different things, sometimes we get stuck in stupid. I've been there, certainly, for a long time. And I've been stubborn in stupid, too. So I can relate to those places. So when we talk about this gospel in the stars, this is just one of the ways that God did something that when we look is very profound. Now, I'm not going to get into it, but see, you're in there. Your story, it's actually in the stars. You're there. Mm. So yeah. he included you. But I'll, I'll tell you that uh, I'm going to try uh, 30 days from now. We'll be in Rosh Hashanah. And I often talk about the Gospel of the Stars as part of Rosh Hashanah. So maybe this year we'll see if we find time to do that. But so when you look up at the stars, you may be familiar with the word zodiac, right? It's, a lot of times they associate that with astrology, right? But right. the zodiac actually comes from astronomy, the study of the stars, not the fortune-telling kind of stuff. In fact, the word is actually, I know it's a shocker, it's actually a Hebrew word. It's zoad. It means the path or the way. A zoad is a path or way. So zodiac refers to the way the sun appears to pass through the 12 constellations during the year. That's what zodiac means. So shockingly enough, the sky is actually laid out like a clock with each ancient constellation marking a number on the clock. It takes a month for the sun to pass through each one, so in a way it makes a full circuit, a year has passed. So each month, one of the constellations is in focus. Now, we're only talking 12 constellations. There's thousands of constellations out there, but these 12 are the main focus of the Gospel of the Stars. Lots of them are part of it, but, you know, there's only so much we can talk about. So this was the ancient calendar. That's how they knew what month it was, what time of the month. You knew the because the moon, and then you saw the sun, and the stars come out. So this is how you tell time. So I have this app called Star Tracker Light. It's a free one. I like free. It <laughs> makes viewing the stars and finding the constellations easier because they've got this little dotted line. It's called the ecliptic. All right, And the ecliptic is the path that the sun, moon, planets, and 12 constellations of the zodiac appear to follow to cross the sky each day. Now, of course, you know sun ain't moving, and so it's the others that are moving. But, you know, in our minds, because we're standing on the earth, it, right. looks, it looks opposite. But in reality, the earth and moon are rotating. And so in order to understand this, it helps to have some of these apps at night because... You know, when you lay about and how they're all laid out and you just watch this thing spin and go, it's like, oh, okay, I see. And you, through the year, you'll start to watch at night. You'll look straight up and you go at 11 o'clock at night every night, what's there? And you'll start to see, you know, each one, you, you start to see this path. So since half the day the sun is in the sky and the stars are no longer visible, the entire gospel of the stars 
called by the 12 constellations, passes over every 24 hours, but it actually takes you an entire year to pass over during the night when they can be seen, with each constellation getting a full month's focus. And of course, all this also depends on where you're at in the world. Then God said, let there be lights in the firmament of the heavens to divide the day from the night. And let them be for signs and seasons. That's months, not or three months at a time. And for days and years. It was God's design so that every star had original Hebrew Aramaic names from creation that actually told the gospel story. The names were not based on the false gods and mythology because right now you can look up in the sky and see they've renamed some of them. Mm-hmm. Now, that verse about the signs and seasons, months, days, and years, that word translated seasons is the moed word again. It means appointed times. doesn't mean four seasons. It's more likely months because the phrase appointed times is only used for the feasts, which were determined by the new moon, which is at the beginning of every biblical month, except for Passover. The book of Job was probably written a few hundred years after the flood, and the Pleiades and Orion are both mentioned by names in that book. Job 26 describes a scene from Revelation 12, God piercing the Naresh, the fleeing serpent. It's located just below the ecliptic near the virgin and the lion. So, hmm. Revelation 12. Now war arose in heaven, Michael and his angels fighting against the dragon. The dragon, his angels fought back. He was defeated and there was no longer any place for them in heaven. And the great dragon was thrown down and that ancient serpent is called the devil and Satan. The deceiver of the whole world, he was thrown down to the earth and his angels were thrown down with him. So, that picture is there. When God was speaking with Job, he said, Can you bind the cluster of the Pleiades or loose the belt of Orion? Hmm. Can you bring out Nazareth? That's the word for constellations in its season. Or can you guide Arcturus? Do you know the ordinances of the heavens? Can you set their dominion over the earth? So the first mention of the gospel story, though it was rather veiled, is following the fall when man, or when God, pronounces judgment on the serpent. And I will judge, and I'll put enmity between you and the woman, and between your seed, that's the word Zara, and her seed, Zara again, he shall bruise your head and you shall bruise his heel. Now, that's the story we know of the future Messiah, the seed of the woman crushing the head of the serpent, Satan. One of the many ways we see Jesus as the lamb slain from the foundation of the world is when we first see death enter the world. God killed animals to clothe Adam and Eve, and we see blood sacrifices beginning soon after. Why? Without the shedding of blood, there's no remission of sin. This is also built into the design of the universe. Cain and Abel showed they understood the importance of sacrifice, right? So the reality of the need for blood to enable forgiveness was taught from the beginning. We know that our righteousness is in Christ. That's never changed. The constellation Aura is an altar. The Milky Way usually represents the smoke rising from the altar. There's a ram and a bull constellation, a herdsman or shepherd, similar to the one you'd find in Bethlehem raising sacrificial animals. There's a serpent constellation to tell the Eden story. There's the great dragon we know as Satan, an eagle which is associated with prophecy. There's the dove which speaks of Noah and the flood. There's several wreaths or crowns to speak of royalty or marriage. There's a cup or chalice used in Sabbath meals, Passover and communion. There's a celestial river which you'll find flowing from the throne of God and of course literally the southern cross there's so many things in this but the gospel is actually the actually names of the stars on and so as we wrap up today we're going to look at the the what i would say has got to be the most bizarre thing in the sky Hmm. which is a virgin holding a baby 
So we'll look at that as we the beginning of the story starts, would you believe, with a virgin holding the baby? Yeah. It's the gospel. Yeah. In the stars. Yeah.